Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, welcome to the Team Hardcore Call. This is Janelle Summers, and tonight is Thursday, January 8th. And our topic tonight is commit, get organized, gain momentum, ditch the perfectionism, and squash the excuses. Can you tell that I could not decide on a a title for tonight's call? There are just so many things that I want to go over, and it's the beginning of the new year, and we've got lots of new coaches on the line. We've got lots of veteran coaches on the line, and everyone, I think, is just in the same boat in that you want this to be your year. You want this to be the year where you take your business either to a whole new level or you just start working it really for the first time. No matter where you are, it's okay, and there is it's never too late. There's always an opportunity in this business to, to work it and or to take it to a whole new level like never before. So I want to help you do that in this call. So make sure that you're in a quiet space and you can take some notes. Before we get started, I just wanted to say, you know, we've got Super Saturday coming up this weekend. If you're newer to the business and you're not sure what Super Saturday is, it's basically a quarterly meeting. Diamond and Above Coaches typically host Super Saturdays. It's just something that we do just to help the network. Nothing you get paid for or anything. It's just something you do to help local coaches, whether they be from your team or not. Um, myself, Corey Miller, and Meg Kozlowski are hosting a Super Saturday here in the Toledo area. We're very excited. We've got Carl Deichler coming and Autumn Calabrese. Autumn's going to teach us a 21-day fix extreme workout. Find the local Super Saturday to you. So go to your teambeachfly.com, log in, and then go to events, news and events, and you can find out where there's a, a Super Saturday near you. And the reason it's so important is because that's a time where it's kind of like a mini summit. You, you get a feel for what this company is all about and the people that are, that are attracted to this business, the type of people that are in this business and how cool they are and genuine and how we're just different from other network marketing companies, in my opinion. And it's just a very cool experience, very exciting, and a great time for you to network with other coaches. And it's a time when a lot of coaches get their aha moment. So if you haven't had that yet and you feel like something just haven't clicked yet, going to a Super Saturday uh, a lot of times will be where you have that moment. I'm secretly hoping you're going to have that moment on this call, though. I'll admit that. Um, the other thing is that the 21 Day Fix Extreme is about to be launched in less than a month. So February 2nd, I know that date well because that's Shalene's birthday. February 2nd is the date that the 21 Day Fix Extreme is, is scheduled to launch. That is right around the corner. So right now we have to start gaining interest in collecting emails. Don't wait until the last second to start doing that. Start gaining that interest now. Okay, so the other thing I wanted to mention is the surge was this past Monday, and that was an excellent time where we heard from some speakers like Mindy Wender, one of my top coaches. She was excellent, gave some great tips. There's a recording of that, so make sure you check out the surge recording. Lots of good information in that. Okay, so I want to go ahead with the topic then, um, and basically I'm going to start with the first thing, which is I feel you need to commit you need to commit now. It's the beginning of the year, so this is the time to make a solid decision to commit to the critical core activities of this business. Committing to the critical core activities of this business. You can't just say, well, I want to be diamond this year, or I want to be elite this year, or I, I want to make, you know, hit that six-figure mark this year. It, those are like wishes. You've got to set a specific goal and commit to it. And it's not like you're just committing to having some success this year and doing better this year. You are committing to not giving up when you don't have success because that's what it's going to take. It's going to take an unbelievable, unstoppable attitude that you can do this because you can. Anyone can. If Whenever I'm asked, okay, Jenna, what is, what is, the, uh, what is the factor, what's the attribute that coaches have 
that are so successful on your team? You know, what should I be looking for to attract to my team? Because that's what I want to look for. And it's something that I can't really pinpoint in advance because it's something that comes from within them. It's a fire in their gut. It's a commitment that they have made to themselves to not give up. And it might be because their why is so strong in this business. It's because they want to do this for their family. It's because they want to prove to themselves that they can be successful doing what they're passionate about. Whatever it is, they have this unbelievable, unstoppable commitment. And what that means is when things don't go their way and things don't go as planned and things get frustrating, they don't give up. They just tweak what they're doing or adjust their goals and try again. That's what commitment is all about, not giving up. Number two under commitment is setting goals with an action plan and deadlines, okay? So when you're setting your goals, you're going to want to reverse engineer those goals. For example, um, I just did a, um, a webinar for my coaches who are pushing for five-star this year, pushing for five-star, pushing to be an elite coach this year, pushing to be making at least $2,000 a week by the end of the year. I did a webinar, and in that webinar, I just kind of reverse engineered and said, okay, you know, if, if you want to have um, you know, X number of diamonds, then that means you need to recruit X number of coaches. And basically I said, you know, you need to be looking to recruit at least six coaches. And I hate the word recruit. I really do. Add to your team at least six coaches per month. And January and February are, you know, the peak of the season, peak of the fitness season. So really you should be looking to re- to add to your team even more than that in those couple of months, January, February, March, April. So we just kind of reverse engineered, okay, what does that look like? Because out of, you know, maybe uh, 15 to 20 coaches, that's what about how many coaches you'll need on your team before about one of them turns into a diamond. That's just kind of typical, okay? So reverse engineering your goal. And, and if you're talking about adding four, you know, to six coaches to your team per month, how many people do you need to talk to and introduce this business to in order to make that happen? You've got to kind of back into those numbers and say, okay, in order to make that happen, I need to be introducing this business opportunity to at least five to ten people per week because we all already know that the majority of people are going to say, no, not right now. Um, but what's going to happen is over time as you keep building relationships and, and leading by example and follow, having follow-up conversations with those people, some of those people are going to come around and they're going to join. They're going to join probably not this month, but next month or the, or the month after. So reverse engineering your goals. And secondly, with, with getting, uh, setting your goals and having an action plan, you also want to ha- have a success partner. And you also want to have a success tracker. So some way of tracking your success. I really like uh, what Chelsea Pearson just put on the Coach Success Facebook page today. She she created a, a success club tracker. It's very simple, but it's just a nice visual to put up, you know, near your Beachbody workspace to make sure that that is always top of mind, that you're hitting success club and that you've got that uh, success club cruise in mind. Of course, I'm, and hopefully you all know that the success club trip was announced and it's going to be a brand new cruise ship. Matt and I are all ready to book our um, our cabin and we're expecting to have that trip paid for and I hope you all are expecting to have your trip paid for as well by earning Success Club every month out of this year and that should be your goal. Now, you don't necessarily have to earn Success Club 10 but at least make it your goal to earn Success Club 5 every month. And then the third thing under commit is to identify what sacrifices you need to make because more likely than not, you're doing too much in your life right now and you need to figure out where you can streamline your schedule a little bit and cut some things out. We're, we're people pleasers and we say yes to way too many things out of obligation and you know trying to be everything to everyone. And the truth of the matter is you just can't and it's too much and it, you're not being fair to yourself if you're doing that. So you've got to identify where you can cut back. What are those things that you're doing in your day or in your week or in your month that you don't have to be doing? And maybe you just stop doing them for the next six months or maybe for the next year or maybe for the next two years. It doesn't mean you can never do those things again, but 
if you really want this business, I'm just telling you straight, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You have to make some sacrifices. It is not just going to come to you conveniently. It is not just going to conveniently um, fit in. Yes, sir, you know, if you're working your business casually, yes, you can conveniently fit, fit this into your life very conveniently if you're just working it casually. I'm talking about if you're going for it. I'm talking about if you're one of those coaches that says, you know what, I do want to make at least a part-time living with this or a full-time living with this. You're going to have to make some sacrifices. That's just the truth of the matter. And it's not going to be um, you know, easy to make some of these tough decisions. I definitely had to cut back in a lot of things that I was doing myself so I could work my business more. I cut back the amount of classes that I was teaching. When I first started off my business, I was teaching about every single day. And then I cut back to, I think at first I cut back to three times a week. And then I cut back to two times a week. And then I cut back to once a week. And right now I'm actually not teaching at all. And I'm actually having a great time. And I'm not saying I'll never teach again. But I just love it that I've got more time to focus on my family and on my business. I still obviously work out at home. I still obviously am doing the Beachbody programs. I still obviously am getting my workouts in and still helping people in fitness. All, all my main priorities are still there. That was just one extra thing that I do like doing, but I just figured it's something that I cut out because it was taking up a lot of time for me to prep for those classes, drive to those classes, teach those classes, and a lot of people think, you know, that being an instructor really builds your business. And and I, I think it can help. But honestly, in the three hours that it was taking me to, to teach one class, I definitely knew that I could help more people one-to-one than I could by teaching the class. So next, I want to talk about getting organized. So again, the first thing was getting committed. The second thing is getting organized. And I want to give you, let's see, I've got seven things that I feel really need to Uh, be in place to get organized. The first thing is to have a tracking system. Now, because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm close with a lot of coaches. A lot of my coaches I'm very close with and and I know, you know, what they're doing with the tracking systems and I can see that the coaches who are really doing well in the business have a great system for tracking. They um, have color-coded system within their notebook. You know, maybe this, you know, the challenge prospects are highlighted and and the business prospects are circled or whatever. They've got some type of tracking system, whether it be in a notebook or in an app in their phone. It doesn't really matter what you use. It's not like there's one way that's absolutely better than the other ways. It's whatever works best for you. And the second thing is to have a set time for your business hours. Have a set time for your business hours. Again, the business isn't just going to happen. This is the business that is so easy not to do just so easy not to do. And if you just think, oh, each day I'll just, I'll, I'll just post and that's just going to happen and hopefully I'll have time to mess with some people and that's just going to happen. No, you have to have time where you are completely focused and we call it the power hour. Now I have, I like to call it, I, I like to say the power hours because I really think realistically if you're going to crush it in this business um, and I do think the business gets a lot easier if you can just spend two hours versus one I think the business gets a lot more momentum and you get a lot further, but it has to be two focused hours. And I have an example of what all of those activities should be in those two hours. And um, I've posted it in a lot of our groups and I've posted it in our team emails. And I will also post it tonight in the Coach Success Facebook group, what activities should be done in those power hours. But you need to set aside those times. So maybe your hour number one is first thing in the morning before you work out before you go to work and before you work out. Maybe the second power hour is at night after everyone is in bed or after the kids are in bed. Maybe it's during your lunch hour. Maybe you've asked your boss if instead of taking 30 minutes, you can take an hour and that you'll work an extra half hour later or something like that. This is what I'm talking about, making sacrifices. I definitely had to do that. Um, And I still do in my business. Definitely making sacrifices all the time because you have to just figure out what's important to you. And it makes such a huge difference if you can just make a few tweaks to your schedule. So that focused two hours will do so much for you. So you can get organized and get disciplined to sticking to that. And here's the other thing. When you're doing your power hours, you have to clear all distractions. You cannot have your phone going off. You cannot have your Facebook notifications going off. You cannot be doing it in the middle of the living room um, where the kids are attacking you and the dogs attacking you and the TV's on and you know, you, you just have to be totally cleared of distractions. 
And so one thing that I like to do is I actually um, will sometimes use a different computer, my husband's computer or my son's computer, um, to prepare like a PowerPoint or to prepare notes on a call like this. Um, because I, I don't even want to see, I don't even want to have the temptation to open up my Facebook or to, and I'll put my phone, you know, in another room. I don't even want to be tempted to look at other things. I don't want my, um, uh, you know, like if you're on Facebook and you see over on the sidebar all the things you've recently uh, been shopping for, you don't want any type of distraction. So close everything down and get focused on what you have to be focused on. And don't scroll the news feed. Please don't scroll the news feed. That will put you an hour behind for sure. Number three, set a communication system for your coaches. So if you have a team, this is one I'm talking about if you have a team. If you don't have a team, that's okay, but remember this for when you do. You have to have some type of communication system with your team. Now, my team knows that email is best for me versus Facebook messaging. You may have it set differently, but I really find that that helps me separate it so that I can sit down in the morning. Um, I have a certain time I set aside for returning emails. So I can go in and just know that when I go into my email that I am returning emails from my coaches. And they're all right there. Instead of going to my Facebook inbox message and one minute I'm talking to someone that wants to lose weight and the next minute I'm um, you know, talking to someone that's just like, can you please put me in touch with Shaleen? And then the next minute I'm talking to someone from corporate. I mean, it's just, it's all over the place. At least this way I know if our communication system is via email that I can sit down and just hammer through, you know, uh, an hour maybe of returning emails um, from my coaches and answering questions. And then I set aside, aside time to go through my um, Facebook groups to respond to the challengers and also my coaches, the Facebook groups that I'm running for my coaches. So that is time that I set aside as well. And by the way, I only check into my Facebook groups once per day. I am a huge advocate of not letting challenge groups run your beach body time. If you are checking in and reporting in more than once into your challenge groups, in my opinion, you're spending too much time in your challenge groups. Challenge groups are meant for you and your participants to check in once per day. So I schedule my posts to go up once per day. I have them actually go up in the evening. That's when my post goes up. And then in the morning, I respond to their questions and cheer them on and, and support them. And I have my settings set in my group so that I'm the one, the one that posts and then I can see who has reported in underneath there. They can still post pictures. They can still do everything the same, but it's just easier for me to see one post per day and everyone who has reported in saves a lot of time. Number four, set time to work out, of course. Don't let this business take over your life or, or you know, everything that you have going on to the point where you don't have time for your workouts. You've got to make sure you've got time for your workouts. And I'm going to be honest, there's some times where I only have 15 minutes and there are times where I have an hour. It's, it's going to you know, vary day by day, but make sure that that's a priority, obviously. That is part of your business now. Number five, set time to write your daily to-do list. So maybe it be every night, maybe it be first thing in the morning, but figure out a time that you can write your daily to-do list so that you cannot feel overwhelmed. It'll really reduce stress if you can get it all on paper, what you feel you need to do. Because some of the things that are spinning in your head really don't need to be done today or they don't need to be even done tomorrow. They don't even necessarily need to be done by next week. But it's all these thoughts and ideas and, and I want to do this and I want to do that that just start stressing you out and making you feel overwhelmed. But you get it on paper and then you prioritize it and you set dates next to it, suddenly you realize this is doable. What needs to be done today can be done today. And there are certain things that have been spinning in your head that don't really need to be done until next week. So really get some things down on paper and have a time set aside every single day where you do your daily to-do list. Number six, set time to be unplugged from your business. You know, if, if there's one thing that um, I, I really want to stress in this business is that, you know, it's very easy not to do, and it's also very easy to let it consume you, to consume your every minute, because you're you're helping so many people, and especially if you started growing a team and they're texting you, and you really can get to this feeling where you need it at all times. And the people who, you know, are most important in your life might feel left out. And so you really, really have to make a conscious effort to set aside unplugged time for your wife, your husband, your kids, 
and make sure they know they are the most important thing in your life and that you will put your phone away and, you know, unplug and just be present. Number seven, identify some smaller goals and make a checklist of those smaller goals. So a smaller goals checklist. For example, here's some things that could be on your checklist. Help at least two to three people a day. Run one challenge a month. Invite 30 people to each challenge that you run. Post three times a day. And of those three posts, one could be a quote, one could be regarding, you know, family or just something life-oriented, and the third one could be something that's fitness or nutrition-oriented. And again, all of them should be engaging, funny, inspiring, or entertaining in some way. And remember, when I say engaging, that means engaging them in conversation. So my best example of that is instead of saying, I just ran six miles, I feel amazing, what was your workout today? Instead say, hey, I'm trying to find a new pair of workout shoes and you've got a screenshot of two different shoes and you say, which one do you like best? The which one do you like best is an engaging post because even people who are not into fitness will give you their vote. And it also subconsciously tells them that you are working out. Whereas if you post, I ran six miles, what did you do today? If you don't have a fitness following yet, which I didn't when I first started, and most people coming in don't when they first start. If you're at that point, you can't ask people what their workout was because if you're the majority of your audience are not into working out, they're not going to like that question. So you have to do engaging posts and really keep your audience in mind. Another checklist goal would be to make Success Club 5. Add four coaches to your team that month. Introduce the business to three to five people that week. Maybe it's ten people. You you decide how how um, you know ambitiously you want to or aggressively you want to work your business. But definitely the the ones who are really really you know getting far fast are introducing the business to more people, and it's because first they're adding more people to their network. And I have a whole training on that, by the way. Adding people to your network is a whole training that I've got on my JanelleSummers.com site. Go to JanelleSummers.com, then go to training, then go to audio training, and you'll see that one of the audio trainings is building your network. And another thing on that checklist can be to um, have a goal of how many workouts you'll fit in that week and maybe a checklist for each day, whether you track, you know, how you did with your nutrition. Did you hit your macronutrient goals? Did you hit your calorie goals? Did you hit, you know, whatever goals you have for your nutrition? And one really easy way is to do the portion fix. The portion fix is just the containers in the meal plan of the 21-day fix. So definitely something I recommend no matter what program or workouts you're doing. Okay, and so, like I said, we start off with getting committed and then getting organized. And the next one is squashing excuses. Number one, list your sticking points, your weaknesses. List them out because you need to problem solve for yourself. You need to start problem solving for yourself. We all are are constantly thinking, well, I can't do this and this is hard. And I want you to actually list them out on paper so that you can literally knock them off your list, problem solve a way to to fix what's going wrong. For example, let's say that your issue is that you're not finding you have enough time to work the business and you're feeling overwhelmed. Okay, well, one way that you can problem solve that is to start analyzing your schedule. Look at what you're doing in, in a day, in a week and figure out what it is that you can take off your plate. Figure out where it is that you're spending way too much time. What can you do? Instead of just throwing your hands up in the air and say, well, this is just my situation, this is just the the cards I was dealt. Maybe not. Maybe there's something you can do about it. Think hard. Really start to solve your own problems. Analyze what they are and figure out how you can change some things. And maybe it means you need to get some help. Maybe it's time you need to hire some help. Uh, you know, uh, a college student or, you know, an assistant or getting help from a spouse, um, getting a success partner that co-hosts something with you, figure out how you can make this work. And that goes back to being committed, you know, because you're going to have obstacles. You're going to have sticking points. But when you're committed, 
that means you don't give up. You find a solution. You find a way instead of, you know, making that excuse over and over. Number two under squashing excuses is getting more into your personal development. You've heard that over and over and over again. You're probably sick of it, right? But it's the truth. I mean, you know, my sister's doing right now this confidence club, and that is huge in this business. I mean, your confidence, you have to have the mindset. You have to believe you can do this. Chalene's Confidence Club or her podcast obviously are awesome. Another um, one would be reading the book The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy or um, the book You're a Badass. I don't know the author of that offhand, actually, though. Just a few examples. Okay, so next I want to talk about ditching perfectionism. You know, this is a big one in this business, too, because this business, I think, tends to attract a lot of perfectionists, or maybe just the majority of people are perfectionists. I don't know. I just feel like so many um, coaches that, that I talk to and that I help, I'm not just talking about on my team, I mean on other teams, too, just really have this perfectionism mentality that's really holding them back and it's you know you've heard the expression paralysis by analysis just over analyzing every little thing making sure that everything is just going to be perfect before they'll start something and it can really sabotage your business because you get to the point where you feel like you can't do anything because nothing is going to be good enough and unfortunately you know you know, going through, you know, most of us, you know, we've been through school. We're told what to do. Everything has structure. We all thrive on structure. And then, you know, typically you, you get a job and then you're, you're told what to do and you, you've got to follow rules and there's structures and there's how to do this and how to do that and everything's laid out for you and, and we all want to just perform well. That, that's just human nature. Most of us just want to perform well. And so we get in this business and all of a sudden it's like, oh, my gosh, it's my business. This depends on how I do. This depends on how I dig in. And, and all these things are, are kind of like, um, well, they're up to you. And there's not necessarily a very uh, laid out plan when it comes to this business. It's a little bit more, it's more flexible, which means that you have to take a little bit more initiative and you have to have some creativity and you have to figure some things out on your own. And so sometimes that's a little bit scary. And sometimes you're thinking, well, what if I don't do it right? And what if I screw it up? And what if I don't know what I'm doing? And what if someone thinks this? And what if someone says that? And that's scary. Um, but you have to get over it. And it's so much fun. You grow so much as a person when you start realizing it's all going to be okay. As long as you have the right intentions, and I know you all do, and you lead with authenticity. So instead of trying to strive for perfection, just strive to be authentic. And you will do great. You know, this whole, um, the, these phrases I hear all the time like, well, I'll do that when I'm more fit. Or I'll start building a team when I know more. Or I'll tell people about the opportunity once, once I'm more successful. Or once I'm making more money. Or once I'm making a, a steady income. Or I'll post a picture of myself once I hit my ideal weight or once I lose 10 more pounds. All these things basically because you're, you're wanting to be perfect or at least more perfect or have more progress before you start inspiring people or helping people. And the truth of the matter is, you know, when it, when it comes to being a leader, it doesn't mean that you are better. It doesn't mean that you're making this statement or, or behaving like you're better than other people. So you have to kind of get out of that mindset. You know, if you think about someone who, um, you know, is leading a, a team, even a, a sports team, or is leading a, um, a church group, or is leading a, a group at school, or is leading anything, think about it. They're not necessarily the best person for that role. In other words, they're not necessarily the most knowledgeable on that topic or the most skilled, um, you know, the coach of the basketball team might not be the most skilled uh, basketball player. It, it doesn't mean that they are the best in any way. And so you shouldn't feel that way either in leading your own team as a coach. It doesn't mean you have all the answers. It doesn't mean you have it all figured out. It doesn't mean that you're the fittest. It just means you are the one that is starting with this vision and the idea, 
Okay, you are the one that's presenting the vision, the idea, the opportunity. You are the one that is committed. You are the one that has an action plan, and you all do because you all have been through um, trainings. You've been through my trainings. You've listened to the national wake-up call. You know what the action plan is. The, the power hour is the action plan. The critical core activities is the action plan. You can easily plug someone else into those action plans. You don't, it doesn't mean you've got it all figured out. It just means you've got the action plan for them. So you are giving them the opportunity as those they are with you on this journey. It's just as if uh, you were, you know, asking someone if they'll go for a run with you. You're leading in that mission on that run. You're the you're the the leader. You're the one that initiated the idea of going for the run. It doesn't mean that you're the fastest runner, but you're the one that had the idea, and you're the one that says, "I'm committed. Will you do this with me?" And you're the one that says, "This is where we're going to run, and this is how long we're going to run." Right. So it's not as, as big of a deal as I think some people are making it um, to lead others in a fitness journey or lead others in their coaching business. It just means you've got the idea and the vision, the commitment, and you're bringing other people along with you. And yeah, they may even do it better than you do. And that's great, right? Okay. And so with ditching the perfectionism, I also wanted to say that I had a lot of these fears going into, you know, this business that a lot of you have in terms of, well, am I this, am I that, and I'm not this, and I'm not that, and so how's it going to work out, you know? I had a lot of those thoughts and fears too, but had I listened to those voices in my head, I would not have even made it to diamond. I would not have ever even made it to diamond. I had to, my desire to help others had to be stronger than my fear of annoying someone. And, and I always go back to the example of, you know, teaching fitness classes. I remember, you know, I, I grew up loving fitness and dance and sports. And I, I really, and I had taken fitness classes from my mom. My mom had taken me to fitness classes of, you know, other fitness classes. And I always thought, gosh, that would be so cool to be a fitness instructor. And I really idolized some of those instructors. And um, I, I didn't, at first I thought I didn't, think I could do that. I didn't think I could be an instructor because I'm not an outgoing personality. I, I don't like to be up in front of people. What I liked about it, though, is that I'm, I was super passionate about fitness, even through high school, always passionate about fitness, and I wanted to share that somehow, and I didn't know how to do it other than becoming an instructor. And so I realized that what I had to do was get over my fears of being judged up in front of the room or how I was going to sound or what I was going to look like or what I was going to do and focus all my attention on them, all my attention on how they were doing and what they were doing and what they were not doing and if they were getting their legs up high enough or if they were jumping enough or if they were sweating hard hard enough or they weren't sweating hard enough. I focused all my attention on them and I kept thinking, I don't care what they think of me. Uh, My mission here is to get them to work out and I want them to be sore tomorrow. And I just really made my focus about them. And that's what you need to do in this business. Take away your fears of uh, being judged and criticized and make your mission to help and inspire other people much, much stronger, overpowering the fear of judgment and criticism. And I also wanted to give you just five little tips about ditching perfectionism. Number one, stop comparing yourself to others. Stop comparing yourself to others. You've heard the the very famous quote, comparison is the thief of joy uh, by Teddy Roosevelt. And it's so, so true. I want you to look at other leaders and learn from leaders, but realize that they're at a different point. Some of them have been doing this five, six years, and here you are, you know, a year or two in or maybe even three years in, but that's a huge difference from five or six years in. So you cannot compare. I want you to be inspired. I want you to look at what can be done and do your best, but also not compare because your story is going to look different. Number two, ask yourself, what am I afraid of and why? What what is the worst that can happen? What are you afraid of? That someone who is rude is going to make a rude comment? What are you afraid of? Ask yourself why you're afraid of that. Is it is it um, a reasonable fear? Probably not. Whatever you're fearing, it's probably not even a reasonable fear. The, the worst thing that can happen is probably something that's very human, and um, it's not a big deal. Number three, strive for authenticity and originality. 
strive for authenticity and originality versus perfectionism. Number four, have an attitude of gratitude. Attitude of gratitude. Now that's in, with life in general, with um, obviously your relationships, with your family, your friends, that's going to go a long way. And uh, also obviously with your posts and with your coaches. Really take a step back from situations always, sleep on it if you need to, and just turn it around and have an attitude of gratitude and be able to move forward. It's huge. You really have to start adopting that attitude of gratitude. Number five, plan to succeed, but with a high, high tolerance for failure. Plan to succeed, but with a high tolerance for failure Um, because things are not always going to go as planned. I want you to, to reach for the stars, but at the same time, There are going to be times where it doesn't happen. And a lot of times the the factors are out of your control. You need to be able to snap back, back so that you can move forward. You need to be able to have that high tolerance for failure because it's not really failure. It's an opportunity to learn what could have maybe gone, what maybe, what you could have maybe done better and or um, how you could have done things a little bit differently maybe, or maybe just that it was something completely out of your control and there's no point in dwelling on it. So you've got to move forward. And then lastly, I want to talk about gaining momentum. Gaining momentum. So number one, start posting more in general. If there's one thing, if I look back over uh, the past maybe six months or so, uh, maybe even the whole year of 2014, that I, um, there's definitely a lot of things I look back at that I could have done this and that better. One thing that I definitely didn't do enough of, and that's posting. Because what posting does for me and for all of you is that it gets you on people's radar. And it can be a post about um, shoes, it can be a post about puppies, it can be a post about broccoli, I don't care, anything, it gets you on their radar. The more I post, the more inbox messages I receive. It's a direct relationship. And it's always been that way. And I know it's that way for other people. If you're not getting a lot of inbox messages from people, chances are uh, you're not posting much. And, And or your posts are not the kind of posts that are getting traction. And if you feel like your posts aren't getting traction, whether it be on your personal page or your life page, Definitely listen to my social media training if you haven't yet. And that is also on my JanelleSummers.com training site. And again, the username is Team Hardcore. The password is fitness. I don't know if I said that yet. And it's in the uh, under training and then audio training. And then it's over to the far right. And it's like the third one down. This is social media training. And it explains what kind of posts get more traction than others and why that is. And I also have a document called Facebook Example Post, which is in the Coach Success Facebook uh, group within the file section. So start posting more in general. Number two, new progress or transformation pictures. Post new progress or transformation pictures. Even if you are not at that point where you were in the after picture, that's okay. People always ask um, kind of like what's right and what's wrong about what to post. Here's the deal. Post, you know, if you feel like you don't look like you're after picture, then just say that. Just say, hey, here's, you may remember me posting this last year. Guess what? I'm not looking like that after picture right now. But guess what? I'm going to get back there. Or here's where I'm going. Who's with me? Just say how you feel. Put it out there. You know, there's no, there's no right or wrong. When it comes to being you, there is no right or wrong. It's what you would say. It's how you feel. If ever you're worried about how, how other people are going to um, perceive what you're saying, you know, if you're afraid some, a post is going to come across as being salesy or braggadocious and say, hey, I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way because that's not at all my intent here. My intent is this. Just say it. Number three, create a Facebook event. Now, I am not as good at this one, but I did have, I do have a couple coaches who've had amazing success with Facebook events, so I'm not giving up on that, and I know that it's one that some of you are having great success with, and I did have a, um, Miss Abula do a, uh, hopefully I pronounced your name, your last name right, <laughs> Miss um, I did have her guest speak on one of my team calls, and that's on my, on my site as well. 
about doing Facebook events. But basically, you're just you know creating an event. Maybe it's for the launch of 21 Day Fix. Maybe it's for a challenge group. Maybe it's for a what is coaching webinar that you're going to do or what is coaching call that you're going to do. But create a Facebook event and invite people to it. Number four, promote a challenge. Obviously, you should always be promoting a challenge, but definitely now, if you're not promoting a challenge right now, um, you're going to miss the boat. I just stopped having to promote mine because I've got mine full, but now I've got to start promoting the next one. Now, you won't see me promoting challenge groups very often on Facebook, and I do that for a specific reason, and it's because the majority of people who follow me are already coaches or are customers of other coaches. And so I so often run into... Um, others who are the customer of one of my own coaches, and I don't want to step on any toes. So because of that, I'm very, very hesitant to post about my challenge groups. I try to just stick with my inbox messaging, inviting that way, and through emailing my own customers. But that's the kind of unique situation that I have now. I have a lot of coaches following me on social media because I've done so many social media trainings for Beachbody and just in general that um, people follow me just to see what I'm doing on on social media. So I have a lot of coaches that follow me and um, that's why I don't promote challenges as much on Facebook. But So I don't want you to do that just because you don't see me doing it as much. Number five, post about the 21 Day Fix Extreme launch. Like I said, it's coming up right around the corner, February 2nd. Make sure you are collecting emails. Now, I, and this is huge, 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 huge that you be collecting emails and interest now. And um, Beachbody has an email collector, of course. They've, they have that for the last few programs that they've launched. The only problem with the email collectors is that you, you don't know who ended up signing up for that um, to be alerted for that program. You don't know who went to your email collector. You don't actually get to see those emails. And the problem with that is that you can't do a follow-up then. And follow-ups are everything. Follow-ups are everything. Can you please just write that down? Follow-ups are everything. When, when you've introduced a business to someone, when you've you know, invited someone to a challenge group, when you've talked to someone about a program, if there's no follow-up, please don't expect anything to ever happen. If it does, that's awesome, but it's rare. Follow-ups are so incredibly key, and I'm not just talking about one follow-up. I'm talking about multiple follow-up conversations, and you have to always be genuine and be genuinely interested in them and their situation and their life, their needs. And, and and not just their their financial needs or their um, fitness needs or their nutrition needs, but their life needs. Like, how are the kids? How was the surgery? How was the move? You know, be personable, of course. So be collecting emails. So you can do that through creating your own opt-in page. There's um, what's called leadpages.net. Again, that's leadpages.net. Where you can collect where you can create your own opt-in uh, page. And then there's also a way to do it using MailChimp. And actually, I um, have instructions written up that Mindy Wender, um, she uses MailChimp. I use Constant Contact, but she uses MailChimp, and she gave us instructions on how to have you know collect emails that way. So I actually, I don't know if I put that in the Facebook group yet, in the Coach Success Facebook group, so I'll put that document in the files section as well. Well, I've got, I've got to take notes on what i got to do here. Okay, so, um, oh, and the other way, you may have seen that I've told people text the word insanity uh, to a certain phone number. It's not even really a phone number. It's just like six digits or something. And um, right away, it automatically pops a text right back to them. So thanks for the interest. What's your email address? They enter in their email address via their, the text message, and that email address drops right into my constant contact within a distribution list. And so I just titled the distribution list Insanity Lovers. And so then I know I've got people there in that distribution list that are interested in Sean T's program. So that is through Constant Contact. It's not the free service of Constant Contact. It's the one that um, has a monthly charge to it. But just so you know, there's different ways of collecting emails. But even if you just go the old school route of collecting emails on a notebook or an Excel spreadsheet from everyday messaging people and posting, that works too. It works really well. So if you're not ready for some of the higher tech ways, that's okay. Number six, connect and personally message people, two to three different people per day. 
if you don't have a ton of personal messaging going on, you're probably struggling in your business. You've got to be doing a lot of personal messaging. If you think that just by posting and just by doing mass emails that things are going to happen and things, people are just going to start you know, getting interested in you, um, that doesn't happen, at least not that I know of. Not, none, of none of the people that I know that are doing well in the business, that doesn't work. It's, it's through personal messages where you know, people are are inviting people to challenge groups and having people join them in the business and buy from them. All that stuff is, is happening in personal messages. I uh, you know there are sometimes, sometimes people will come into the business and they think just by putting themselves out there and showing that they're doing workouts and doing some YouTube videos and putting themselves on Pinterest and just kind of growing a big following, that that'll just bring people to them. And it does to a certain extent, but you have to be personal messaging back and forth. And when people message you and ask you questions, you can't just answer the question. You have to answer the question and then ask them a question. Again, it always is about being interested in them. In other words, if someone messages me and says, you know, I just saw that post. What kind of shoes were you wearing in that picture? I'll, of course, answer the question, but then I'll say, by the way, what workouts are you doing? Or are you in the market for running shoes? Or I'll ask some question and start a conversation with them rather than just obviously answering questions. Number seven, introduce the business to at least 10 people a week in January. Again, this is if you want to gain momentum. I'm not saying this is, uh, um, you know, every single week of, of the year this year. But if you really want to gain some momentum, January, February, March is the time to do it. Make it a goal to introduce a business to 10 people a week. If you really want to go for it, that's what you need to do. Number eight, set aside special time just for follow-ups. I have at least once a week what I call a follow-up blitz where I just follow up with people regarding the business opportunity. And it's a list of people I've been recently talking to about it and even people that maybe I haven't talked to about it for six months or maybe coaches that, you know, um, canceled their account two years ago or maybe it's people that I know were on a What is Coaching webinar six months ago. I'm looking at my list of people I've introduced a business to and I'm doing what's called a follow-up blitz. It is so incredibly effective. You wouldn't believe how many people will be like, oh, I'm so glad you contacted me. I've been thinking about this recently. And you're just like, wow, how cool. Because had I never reached out to her, I never would have known. And she may have procrastinated, you know, reaching out to me. And who knows, someone in that time frame might have reached out to her and, and then she's gone. And so doing a follow-up blitz is super effective. Number nine, rally the team. Rally the team. If you have a team... Rally the team. Now, if you've been a little lax days ago in your business, then chances are so of your coaches. And to be honest, you may have lost their momentum. You may have lost their excitement. But maybe not. If, you know, out of, out of your coaches, you might have only very few who are really still in this and excited. And if you do have that, that's awesome. Run with them. Have an attitude of gratitude that you have those people. Um, you, may, you may have lost interest from all of them now, and you may feel like you kind of have to start over. But before you do that, reach out to them. See if there's anyone still in. If they are still in, run with those people, and then begin adding to your team. Okay, and now realize that once you add to your team, you've got to get them excited, get them the knowledge, give them the assurance, give them the confidence, give them the baby steps, and get them going. And make sure that you have a plan for them. And really, it's, it's quite simple. You're giving them the, um, you know, a welcome email, a getting started right call. You're plugging them into um, the two trainings that I plug my coaches into, I mean, you can have your own, obviously, but what I do is I plug them into a social media training and a critical core activities training just so they know what they need to be doing to build a big business and they understand how Facebook works. The social media training, I pretty much just focus on Facebook. Those are two simple trainings you could do yourself. You could record two five-minute videos, whatever you want to do, but, but plug them into some training. Then plug them into a coach basics training. Maybe your coach basics training is two weeks long. Maybe it's four weeks long. Maybe it's five days long. Figure out what you want to do with that. But obviously, um, you know, my team all has access to my coach training that I do. And, you know, anyone can have access to that. It's basically just one Beachbody uses. And I just tweaked mine a little bit. You should tweak yours to suit you and your team. You should have something like a push to diamond or something similar to that um, where they are learning more about 
building their team and developing their team and building their brand, developing their brand, things that um, those who are emerald and now looking to go further in their business need to work on. And then I also now, like this year, I'm doing a push to elite for my personally sponsored coaches. And um, like I said, I did a webinar on that. So some kind of plan for your team. Rally the team, set a goal for yourself and for them, and ask who's in. Number 10, go to your local Super Saturday. Again, like I said in the beginning of the call, so important. It's definitely a time where you will light a fire under yourself and, and really feel refocus for the year, not only that, but you're going to learn a whole bunch of new information. The Super Saturday video was just sent to us who are hosting videos, and there's so much new information. You need to be in the know. You need to see what's, what's going to be announced at those Super Saturdays. You've got to be in the know for that. So even if you cannot make it to a Super Saturday, um, believe me, I understand. Having kids who've got games and stuff like that, bring us to my Super Saturday, I've got to get to a game. Um, if by chance you can't make it to the Super Saturday, make sure you at least watch the Super Saturday video, which will be in your online office after Super Saturday. And again, I also recommend watching the, sur- the surge that they did this past Monday. So with that team, I'm going to go ahead and close out the call. And I am going to post a recording within the Coach Success Facebook group within the next 24 to 48 hours. And at that time, I will also post, like I said, the two power hours Um, It's a little uh, picture I have of what those activities are for your power hours. And um, I will also post, there was one other thing I was going to post. You guys are going to have to remind me what that was. Shoot, I know there was one other thing. I'm sure I'll remember since I hang out. Anyways, have a great night. I'm so excited for this year. I'm so excited for Super Saturday. And um, have a great night. Thanks for getting on the call. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.